Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for Friday, February the 12th. It's a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, we're taking America back. One heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday as well. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And wow, do we talk hard hitting on your radio. Now you say, what do you mean, Sam, hard hitting talk and peaceful? And that doesn't make any sense. Revolution, restoration. What are you talking about? You're just into code words for your hostile, hate-filled, belligerent agenda. I digress. What are you talking about, Sam? You digress. You know what? I've told you this a gazillion times. We stand for peace, ladies and gentlemen. And those who tell you different absolutely lie to you. All right? We do not advocate for violence. We never have. Were there a contingent of people who went to the Capitol and committed violence? Absolutely. Are they from the left and the right and the everywhere in between and all walks of life? Without a doubt. Was there trouble in Charlottesville? In my personal opinion, kind of a case preparation for the Capitol riots? Absolutely. But it's not done by the average American, whether they're a Trump supporter, whether they're a Biden supporter, whether they're a Bernie Sanders supporter, whether they're a Ben Carson supporter, whether they're a Mitt Romney supporter, whether they're a Rand Paul supporter. Okay, I don't know. Whether they're a Sam Bushman supporter, a Rush Limbaugh supporter. See, none of those things matter if you want the truth, folks. The truth is we the people matter. And we the people, for the most part, are not for violence. Yes, there are violent groups. There are bad apples in every group. But I'm telling you right now, we stand peaceful. We always have. And we will remain peaceful. Self-defense if required, is not violence. In fact, it's the effort to stop violence. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. It is a fantastic faith-filled Friday. We had our guest on Mr. Brian Rust yesterday, first hour, rustquentinggift.com. We talked about, quote, Trump on trial. The problem with Patrick Leahy, the leader, right? Patrick Leahy, the multi-decade senator, he juggles his responsibility as judge, juror and witness now folks that's a conflict of interest like you've ever heard of in your life but nevertheless the constitution calls for the chief justice of the supreme court to be the one to preside over the impeachment trial of a president well they claim he's not president so that's not necessary but then they claim they have the right to try just an average citizen folks what they say just is not honest we'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds we also talked about the Honest Money Report, gold and silver. We talked about electric car maker Tesla 
has invested $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. And believe it or not, interestingly enough, that's the exact subsidy we, the taxpayers, paid to Elon Musk. Wow, what a shame on that. The company said that it's trying to maximize its return on its cash holdings. Where did it get so much cash holdings? You and me, the taxpayer, that's where. What a shame. According to researchers at Cambridge University, in terms of annual energy consumption, they say Bitcoin uses more energy than Argentina, the Netherlands, and the Arab Emirates. Wow. Where's the environmentalists when you need them, huh? That's why I always tell people don't dip your toe in the crypto. Twitter says Trump will never be allowed back. When you're removed from the platform, you're removed from the platform, they say. Sounds like free speech, huh? Democrats edited an impeachment video dishonestly exclude Trump's call for peaceful assembly. Mainstream bogus lies, ladies and gentlemen. They say before the riot, anger crackled on talk radio. I don't disagree that people may be angry, but to link that to violence is the dishonest part. Forget pandemic, they say, start thinking in terms of endemic. Yeah, they say the COCO coronavirus might be with us forever like the flu, says the Wall Street Journal. They're setting the stage, folks. War between Mike Lindell, that's the MyPillow CEO guy, and the Dominion Voting Systems folks heats up. Mike Lindell is begging to be sued. My Pillow CEO, though, defends his documentary, Proving Vote Fraud. The debate rages on. Aunt Jemima Pancake Mix officially has a new name, Pearl Milling Company. I always thought of racism when I ate Aunt Jemima, didn't you? Not. We also talked about overall NBA dunks on Mark Cuban. Mark wanted to get rid of the uh, national anthem, and the NBA said, nope, we're singing it. Very interesting. I personally, you know, think the organization can decide what they want to. We had Angie Mangione with us, second hour. AMAC.us, become a member today. We talked about explosives are missing from a Marine Corps base. Nine Palms had some explosives missing. And sadly, we're not hearing anything about that national security crisis. It's interesting to me how the border leaks like a sieve, but yet the capital, we got to make sure no one goes in. Limbaugh's producer, Bo Snerdley. Our prayers are with Rush. God is not done with you yet. You still have more to do for this country. I pray that's true. CDC begins recommending to wear two masks. Why not make it three? Don't they say three is the charm? Joe Biden says schools don't need to disclose their financial ties to the communist nation of China. What? And uh, we finished up with Andy Mangione talking about these two bills, H.R. 1 in the House and S. 1 in the Senate. They call it the For the People Act of 2021, but folks, all it is is for the Government Having More Power Act. It is out of control and will violate your rights and will absolutely pervert your vote. Take it over by the nationalists. It is disaster on steroids. Reject H.R. 1 and the equivalent S1. Without further ado, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back, my good friend. Good to be back, Sam. Thank you. There's so much to discuss. It's hard to talk about. The big trial for the impeachment is underway, and we got some barn burner details. They started out by editing a video, taking out the part where Donald Trump peacefully uh, asked people to go to the Capitol, and he said, do so peacefully and patriotically. They edited that out and just kind of made it sound way more violent than it was. But now the snafus continue on the Republican, where the prosecutorial side, is that how you say it? 
uh, of the debate, the prosecutors, if you will. Um, I don't know. They call it the House Counsel or whatever. But they're dishonest, and Mike Lee caught them at it, for starters. Senator Mike Lee forces Democrats to correct false impeachment testimony. He said those statements are simply not true. Bob Unruh, WND.com, with the piece. They are contrary to fact. Lee said of comments that came from Dave Cicilline, um, I guess he's a Democrat of Rhode Island or something like that. Cicilline is part of the Democrats' new impeachment case claimed that Mr. Lee, that's Mike Lee, said that President Trump was trying to convince Tommy Tuberville, uh, you know, to play games with the certification of the elections. Anyway, the bottom line is that uh, they did it and they got caught. And Mike Lee said, uh, uh, that's not what I said at all. Retract this from the record. The facts are different. Anyway, the bottom line is Lee challenged Sisley's claims um, tonight. The impeachment house managers made false claims, mischaracterizing Lee's account. Sent Lee ob- Senator Lee objected, asked that the false statements be removed from the record. They finally agreed to remove the false statements, but they first had to protest. Lee says he's the only witness, says the statements are simply not the facts. And so Leahy, that's Patrick Leahy, tried to reject Lee's request request for a correction, arguing that it was not consistent with the Senate rules, but Lee appealed and won. Anyway, then Cicilline, or Jamie Raskin, I guess, said that Cicilline correctly read this from a newspaper account, but sorry, it was not factual, therefore it's going to be removed. Now, there's another snafu, and I want you to get to a few of these, but you got the Mike Lee one, you got the faking of the video, the second one, Now, earlier this week, House Impeachment Manager, Representative, how do you say it, Negus, Joe Negus, anyway, this guy basically, um, he was caught mischaracterizing the opinions of prominent constitutional scholar Jonathan Turley. Anyway, Negus claimed that Turley's opinion about retroactive trials, you know, was, anyway, bottom line is he said, you know, you you believe these trials are legitimate. And uh, he made it sound like that was Jonathan Turley's current view. Well, Jonathan Turley now strikes back and says, I might have had that view about 20 years ago. But you know what? It's simply not the facts, Turley said. It's not what I believe at all. No one reached out to check in with me. And so he said, if my views of 21 years ago are pitched as if they're now, if they're going to be cited as reason, then I'd really appreciate using my old pictures when I'm really thin, as if it's right now as well. He kind of joked, but Turley noted that another legal analyst, Lawrence Tribe, also bizarrely claimed that Turley argued for this recently. It turns out that it's a big old lie. So when we get back... We'll talk about this in more detail with Lowell Nelson. They're just committing lie after lie after lie after lie. Is anybody going to hold these criminals in the prosecutorial chair accountable? Liberty Roundtable Live.
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. And it looks like these mistakes, so-called blunders, uh, aren't really mistakes or blunders. They're doing it on purpose, lol. They know full well they'll never make an impeachment land on the Donald. Uh, but they also know they can basically besmirch and destroy his reputation. And that's their uh, effort. That's what they're gunning for, sir. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, divisive what they're doing. They, I think they continue to want to divide and conquer. I, I think they want to set Americans at odds with Americans because they're easier to control that way. Um, it's really a big waste of time and money when you think about it. Um, they're trying. They're impeaching. You know, they've impeached a, a, an officer of the government who no longer is serving. You know, the sole remedy for for someone who's convicted of high crimes and misdemeanors is re simply removal from office. And, uh, of course, he's not in the office anymore. So, um, uh, you know, I, I just think it's a huge waste of time and money. And we have much better things to do than be, you know, wrestling in the mud with the pigs um, on these, these things. So, um, you know, and I, I think that uh, John Whitehead of the Rutherford Institute has an even better idea. He says, let's impeach the deep state. <laughs> and and this cabal of government operatives from uh, every point along the political spectrum, right, left, and center, meaning deep state is in all parties. It's not just one party. It's everywhere. Let's impeach the deep state for conspiring to expand the federal government's power. I mean, that, that would be worthy of it. I mean, there's so many reasons you can impeach your president nowadays. 
you know, for violating the Constitution, for irrigating power he doesn't have, but, you know, you'd have to impeach all the, most of the congressmen, too, so, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, I find it very interesting. Uh, the details, uh, to me, are fascinating. All right, so Lee forces Democrats to correct the record. The video was faked and manipulated uh, evidence. Now Dems blunder over tweeted or tweet during impeachment hearing inappropriately changed the word Calvary to ca- cavalry. To cavalry to cavalry. I'm trying to be very. Jennifer Lawrence is the girl involved in this. Lawrence told Just the News that Calvary is a reference to a prayer vigil. Do the Democrats understand the difference between Calvary and Cavalry? So the author of a tweet used by the House Democrats on Thursday in support of their impeachment trial, they changed it to make their point. They never talked with her about their change. Just the news reported that Jennifer Lawrence, she's a Christian, she said she deliberately used the word Calvary because they're working on a prayer vigil. And in fact, they had one. Calvary refers to where Jesus was crucified, Lawrence wrote in a tweet. We've been marching all around the country, Mr. President. Now we'll bring it to Washington, D.C., stand beside you with a prayer vigil. And believe it or not, that's what they did. They said it's an honor to fight with you for our nation, President. And uh, they had a prayer vigil. Now, Swalwell, that's Eric. This is the guy that was sleeping with the Chinese communist spy with zero accountability. Swalwell insisted that there was a military meeting. She said, I didn't mean we're bringing the cavalry. I didn't ride my horse into Washington. <laughs> I literally came with a prayer circle. We did not want violence. We wanted peace. But here's the bottom line. They say nobody at the impeachment trial took the time to ask her her meaning or talk to her at all. She could have corrected it, but the image of the tweet, now listen carefully, this is the proof that it was on purpose. The image of her tweet that was displayed for senators had a fake blue check mark on the account. The blue check mark suggests that you have a large certified following. She said, my account doesn't have a blue check mark. I'm not big enough to have a, quote, verified account. Mine's not verified, she said. So, but she said the reason they did this on purpose, or the reason she knows is because if you have a verified or certified account, if they enter that into the congressional testimony, it's a verified account and it has greater meaning or support in the law. Now, that's very interesting. I don't know how true that is. I haven't researched it. Uh, the point, though, is she says they're lying and it's on purpose. Um, what are we going to do? Is there any accountability we can create for this? They're literally shutting down President Trump on a false narrative. They're literally eventually tying even you into the mix, Lowell. Uh, and they're going to do it. And, uh, you know, I don't know where we go, but we have got to stop them. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's going to take, take individuals uh, at all levels, you know, good men and women, honest men and women at all levels in order to you know, make people accountable. You know, we got to have a few good people in Congress, a few good bureaucrats in the various agencies, a few good people in the courts. I mean, I don't know. Accountability is really starts with the people. Politics is really downstream from culture. So the fact that we have so much corruption in our political class is just evidence that we have corrupted 
citizenry, the, the citizens, you know, are, are corrupt. And, and when you think about it, you know, that's, that's pretty true. I mean, we, we're no longer honest with each other. We steal each other's money through taxation and spend it on our own pet projects. I mean, it's all very, very sinister. And um, it, it, it really is evidence, I think, of corruption of the, of the soul of the, of the American people, unfortunately. I only know one way that we can really create accountability for this. And the only real way that I know is if Americans start to get involved in the voting process and insist on honesty and accountability and transparency with the elections. And in my opinion, that can't even happen at the state level or the federal level. It's got to happen at the local precinct level. Uh, and then they need to insist on honest, transparent elections. And then every two years, believe it or not, we can replace every member of Congress. Every six or every two years, we can replace a third of the Senate. So every six years, we could totally have an overturn in the Senate completely as well. Uh, and in my opinion, until Americans decide that who represents them matters, we're going to see these power-hungry bureaucrats and their dishonest agenda. And the only way to stop it is to get good, honest people in office. And the only way to do that is to create accountability at the voting box. I know it sounds so elementary and simple, but I do believe that to be the real answer, Lowell. The real, peaceful answer. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and, you know, contrary to what H.R. 1 would do, which is in Congress, which would centralize and nationalize our elections, uh, what you're talking about is, is, is what, what I support also, and that's having every precinct in America. You have the three election judges. They're the ones who count the votes. Um, they're the ones who report the vote totals to the county clerk of their respective counties. And... Um, and be, be because they're the ones doing the counting and uh, watched by poll watchers that very evening, uh, the day uh, on election day, you know that the um, that the, the results are going to be accurate. You know, they might be one off or two off or something. That's possible, I suppose. But I've been a poll watcher, and I've actually watched the, the process. And I just, you know, if, if you're methodical, as were the election judges that I watched when I was a poll watcher, they don't make mistakes. They just they just take, you know walk carefully ballot by ballot, and then just uh, tally up um, you know the vote cast for each of the various candidates, and they keep checking one another as they go, so that the number is always accurate. And of course, it's the paper ballot, so they can always redo it if they, if somebody challenges. They can recount them. It's not like these electronic ballots that uh, just get sent overseas counted by some computer somewhere. So you're exactly right, Sam. We need to take control of the election process in our very own precincts, in our very own counties. Um, if we'll do that, then we can guarantee election integrity. But if we don't do that, then it's pretty much a lost cause. Amen. All bets are off. And we don't mean to be negative about this, folks, but we do want you to understand that, look, Government derives its just power from the consent of the governed, and the way we give our consent is by saying who represents us, all right? That's where the day-to-day -day decisions are made, et cetera, and we better take it seriously. Now, the reason that I kind of spent time on that uh, before the first Focus article that you've got here today, Lowell, is because when they literally lie, 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 lie in the impeachment trial, <clears throat> all right, the headline from John Whitehead says, don't impeach Trump, impeach the deep state for its conspiracy to kill the Constitution. 
Amen to that reality check. John Whitehead, Rutherford Institute, doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but to me, this, um, you know, get rid of the deep state or impeach the deep state, the way you do that is through the election cycle, sir. The only other way is a violent way, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, let's come back and drill into this article a bit because I think it's really relevant, and I hope that that set the stage for his article properly because I'm telling you right now, he hits it out of the park as he always does. Quick pause. Lowell Nelson with me. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, RonPaulInstitute.com, and what's your favorite, favorite organization, Lowell? Yeah, CampaignForLiberty.org. Oh, there you go. CampaignForLiberty.org in seconds. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. More than 9,000 recovering COVID-19 patients in New York were released from hospitals into nursing homes during the early days of the pandemic. The infected patients were released to nursing homes under a directive from Governor Andrew Cuomo's office. The new number, as reported by the Associated Press, is 40% higher than what had previously been released by New York officials. President Biden on Thursday slammed President Trump for not doing his job. His complaint is the former president didn't order enough vaccines. He didn't mobilize enough people to administer the shots, and he didn't set up federal vaccine centers where eligible people could go to get their shots. Biden went on to say the U.S. is on track to have enough supply of the vaccine to inoculate 300 million Americans by the end of July. A grand jury declined to indict Buffalo, New York police officers Robert McCabe and Aaron Torgalski on felony assault charges for pushing a 75-year-old Martin Gugino during a Black Lives Matter protest in June of 2020. USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. The BBC has been kicked out of communist China. It appears Beijing is upset with the media outlet's coverage of the pandemic and human rights abuses. USA Radio News' John Clemens reports. Beijing has been upset with the BBC for its coverage of the pandemic and about China's human rights abuses. U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price condemned the actions of Beijing. We absolutely condemn uh, the PRC's decision to ban BBC World News. Uh, The PRC maintains one of the most controlled, most oppressive, least free information spaces in the world. Uh, It's troubling that as the PRC restricts outlets and platforms from operating freely in China, Beijing's leaders use free and open media environments overseas uh, to promote misinformation. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. The British Broadcasting Corporation is a public service broadcaster headquartered in Westminster, London. This is USA Radio News. 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I didn't really forget Campaign for Liberty. I just wanted to try to make sure you remembered it. Campaignforliberty.org. Lowell Nelson with me, and we're talking about this incredible column by John Whited, basically saying, you know what? Don't impeach Donald Trump. Impeach the deep state. You know what? American justice is facing a crisis, ladies and gentlemen, with this impeachment trial on Capitol Hill. It is a serious problem. The impeachment trial is motivated by hate, not the law. That's what Matt Staver says of Liberty Council, Lowell. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Whitehead's point is that it's really pushing us towards civil war. You know, the more we are divided as a society, the more we find differences and focus on those differences, the more we, the more distance we put between us, the more we separate ourselves from other groups. And, you know, the Black Lives Matter, um, the Antifa types, they stir up the revolutionary feeling among people. And it just gets uh, worse and worse. And, and it can get out of control if, if uh, people let it. And, you know, we don't want that. We, we want peace. And, but, you know, the, the, I, I think the, the Congress, by doing what they're doing, is, is they're just uh, prodding and pushing us towards civil war. And, uh, uh, you know, that's not good. We, uh, we, we're better than that. And so, you know, the real danger, Whitehead writes in his article here, the real danger we face comes really from the government, the, the general government, and the powers that it's granted to standing armies to rob, steal, cheat, harass, detain, brutalize, ter- terrorize, torture, and kill American citizens. And they, of course, have immunity, so we can't uh, go get after them. Um, we uh, The other dangers we face are like, Invaders on the government payroll who crash through our doors in the dark of the night. They shoot our dogs, terrorize our families. They, uh, and people on the government payroll who demand absolute obedience uh, to their dictates, their regulations, and so forth. And so, really, the danger is in front, really from greedy, power-hungry bureaucrats on the government payroll who have little to no understanding of their constitutional limits. The surveillance state that grows and grows. And so, anyway, just, I don't know, John Whitehead, uh, I don't know if you talked about his book, Battleground America, but he wrote it a year or two ago, a great book, talking about, you know, really down-to-earth situations about, you know, SWAT raids that go awry, end up killing people or damaging people, and talking about surveillance that ends up surveilling the wrong people and wasting time and money on surveillance that doesn't need to be done, and, and just on and on, corrupt courts, corrupt prosecutors, the list goes on and on, and um, you, you're right, Sam, the way to stop this is get good people involved, um, because good people at the local level is the most important thing we can do, to take back our turf, take back our freedom, and regain the pros- peace and prosperity that once characterized America, but as you've often said, this cannot happen unless we turn to God, because God is, is uh, you know, belief in God, faith in God, is a powerful inducement on the human conscience, the human psyche, to do what's kind and good, and to demonstrate love to your fellow men. If you, if you don't believe in, in God, then you have less reason to behave yourself, and to demonstrate your love for your fellow men, so... 
uh, it's really imperative that we recognize God and that we that we worship Him and that we obey His commandments if, if we really want the blessings from you know from His hands that we seek. Sam, ladies and gentlemen, this column by John White is incredible. There's a couple of things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about this. He says, even now, as you mentioned, I want to repeat this, though, folks. Even now, we are being pushed and prodded towards a civil war. Now, if we say that, then they say we're calling for war. That's a lie. So here's what John Whitehead says. Even now, we are being pushed and prodded towards a civil war, not because the American people are so divided, but because that's how the deep state or corrupt governments control a populace i.e. divide and conquer. Then he goes on and has a fresh proposal. Let's impeach the deep state and its cabal of government operatives from every point along the political spectrum, right, left, center, for conspiring to expand the federal government at the expense of the citizenry. Now, this is really critical to understand. So they're pushing us to a war. We don't want one. They're trying to pretend we're divided. We're really not. And their goal is to control us and use the deep state to do so. And it's coming from the right, left, and the center. John's exactly right about this. And that's why I started out by talking so much about, hey, we got to get control of our elections. If we don't turn to God on an individual and a family basis, and if we don't demand at the localist or the most local level we can possibly do so, which in my mind is the precinct level, if we don't demand honest elections there and turn to our God, there's nothing that can bring this nation back. And I know people are going to go, Sam, you're just so ignorant. You're trying to make, you know, complex, complicated issues simple. It isn't that simple, Sam, they'll say. And I submit to you, Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, it is that simple. And John's article doubles down and defends that idea. Well, he sure does. And, and you know, based on the amount of, corruption around us, um, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and so we just need to keep at it. Um, it needs to be a way of life. We need to strike a blow in the cause of liberty every day. We need to learn something and then do something. And uh, more people, uh, well, as more people do that, then the greater strides we can make. But I'm under no illusions that we can change this overnight. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said that ground of liberty is to be gained by inches. And so it does take incremental uh, steps toward liberty, but we must advance in that direction. Uh, most surely we must, we must do so. Well, when you and, take the time to put good people in office, ladies and gentlemen, look to South Dakota for what happens, Lowell. <laughs> Great segue. South Dakota legislature, they have introduced legislation that would allow the state of South Dakota to nullify President Biden's executive orders if it determines they are unconstitutional. Um, the executive board of the Legislative Research Council is, is, is talking about South Dakota, may review any executive order issued by the President of the United States if the order has not been affirmed by a vote of the Congress of the United States and signed into law as prescribed by the Constitution of the United States. That's what the bill bill text reads. Now, this is, really harks back to our discussion on Monday, Sam, where we talked about President Biden's executive order um, with regard to um, 
uh, I think it was, I think we were talking about, yeah, about Title IX funds going to uh, schools uh, only if they allow transgenders to participate in female athletic events, right? Well, <clears throat> oh, no, 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 is masking up at the national parks. That's what we were discussing. But uh, the, but he has, you know, he has authority over the executive branch of government, but not over anybody else. All law, all legislation must occur in the Congress. None can occur in the executive. None can occur in the judicial branch. But the Constitution is very clear on this. All rulemaking authority is vested in uh, the Congress. And so South Dakota is right on point when they say that Unless the order has been affirmed by a vote of the Congress and signed into law, then it can be nullified. It can be rejected. It and this is the ignored. point, Lowell, for these leaders to double down on that, to make a statement, for the news to go national about their leadership and their example and their spot-on assessment of what's really happening here is critical. And that's why I kind of backed into this discussion that, hey, we have got to get a handle on our elections. And if you expect the federal government to do it for you, good luck. H.R. 1 and S. 1 are bills right now in the hopper to try to take all of our elections, quote, national or federal or whatever you want to call it. We reject that notion entirely, ladies and gentlemen. And so Senator, um, I'm sorry, John Whitehead really, in my opinion, nails it. You know, when he says, hey, let's impeach the deep staters, not Donald Trump. Let's get to the bottom of this. Uh, The Donald Trump fiasco's political theater. It's a cabal for them to seize power. We've got to stop it. We've got to impeach these criminals at the top. In the deep state, in the swamp, whatever you want to call it. And the elections are the only way that I know we can peacefully do that. And the only way that I know we can peacefully have that happen is if we demand accountability where we could truly guarantee the elections are not fraudulent. Okay, these things tie together. And then when you look at what these people are doing in Dakota, right, in South Dakota, you go, whoa. Now listen carefully. It's the South Dakota legislature, right? So a South Dakota legislature is doing this that's the right branch of government which we want to talk about as well checks and balances ladies and gentlemen vertically and horizontally at work for the solutions in america today the peaceful solutions i might add lowell nelson continues in seconds campaignforliberty.org on your radio Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country, 
and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Gentlemen, you can't have your liberty a spectator sport, lol. No, it's a roll up your sleeves and uh, get to work type of sport. Eternal vigilance, they call it. Um, John Whitehead spot on on this, ladies and gentlemen. And I really think the biggest way the deep state is doing this to us, meaning abusing us and everything else, is this. Um... Right now, it's the lies they're telling. So I started out with the lies. They're lying on Capitol Hill about Trump. They play the parts of his statements that, when taken out of context, make him look violent. They jettison the call for peace and call for patriotism and this kind of stuff. Uh, they literally lie and claim that a girl that was trying to create a, uh, what, a, what do they call this thing? A Calvary? What's that? The difference between a cavalry and a cavalry? What is it? Cavalry. Cavalry yeah. to... Yeah. Because uh, a bunch of horsemen forms form cavalry, and then cavalry, of course, is where... Yeah. Cavalry to cavalry. <laughs> right? Very, very close. But they did it on purpose, and the proof of the pudding is they also played games with their account. She didn't have... A blue check mark on her account, but they showed it on their video in the trial as if she did. And, and this was a maybe not doctored by the deliverer, but manipulated intentionally by somebody. So these lies are how they do everything in the modern world to abuse us and deceive us from prosecuting Donald Trump to trying to dupe legislative bodies all across the country. Thank heavens for the South Dakota legislative body saying, hey, we're going to review these executive orders. They come from the wrong branch. They uh, obliterate the federal government from the state, separation of powers, etc. And it's got to be stopped, and thank heavens for South Dakota's leadership. But they're also lying about the deaths of the elderly who recovered from the COVID-19 but died after the vaccinations. There's questions being raised by the astute in the media law. That's right, Sam. Um but uh, even before jumping to that topic, uh, I should mention one other thing. I, I read this article about Florida. I don't remember where. I can't pull it up right offhand. I just uh, remember, though, that DeSantis is, you know, um, is, is sort of bucking the trend. And Biden is wondering if he could blockade Florida. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because, you know, uh, Florida is, is um, is not masking up and shutting down the way Biden 
example of South Dakota. And, um, and so Biden is actually thinking about, well, according to this news story anyway, thinking about uh, blockading Florida. In other words, not letting, you know, flights come into the rest of the country from Florida. Basically just, uh, you know, put a blockade there so you can't travel to and from Florida. And, um, you know, that's, you know, he talks all about unity, but everything he does is uh, directly opposite of, of, of that. And so, I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that DeSantis has a, a little bit of backbone, and, and I hope the Florida legislature will back him up on that, and they'll continue to, uh, to use common sense in, in what they do. But, you know, the national, uh, the general government has, has no authority to, to, to blockade like that. That's basically committing war. That's an act of treason. Treason as defined in the Constitution is, is, is warring, is, is an act of war against the state, one or more of the states. And so if the general government is going to put a blockade around Florida, that's basically declaring a, a war on the state of Florida, and that's treason. And uh, anybody who does that ought to be deposed for, you know, High crimes and misdemeanors, you know, for uh, for treason, hung really. They do that. Basically, what Abraham Lincoln did when he took uh, he started a war against uh, South Carolina and the other states that had withdrawn from the Union. He he committed war. He committed treason against uh, those states because he actually uh, went to war with the states, which is the very definition of treason. But I'm far afield. Sorry for the digression there. Just thought that was interesting that uh, Biden is thinking about blockading Florida. Well, it's hard to know where to go from here, ladies and gentlemen, because really it's all, in my opinion, perpetuated by lies and then government and media compounding those lies by uh, becoming, what do they call it, lie super spreaders, lol? I mean, really, yeah. 90% of the problems we face is because the truth is not being told, okay? You literally have, what's this guy named Cuomo? All right, he just got caught. Did you know that? The New York governor? Yeah. Cuomo uh-huh. aide admits they faked nursing home death data so the feds wouldn't find out. They blatantly admit to it right now while this is coming out, while we're talking about um, myths or deaths of elderly happening from the covid nineteen. Now we find out the Cuomo aide admits that nursing home data was faked so the feds wouldn't find out. Okay, are these people going to go to prison, Lowell? Or are we just oh, going to go, ha, I was scared, too. Sorry. <laughs> well, and in the, in the CDC um, is, uh, you know, well, there's a new study that said this, that has pointed out the CDC has inflated COVID fatalities by 600%. You know, 1,600%. What did I say? 600? Yeah, it's 1,600. 16. I have, the, I have the headline right here. Headline says, study finds CDC inflated COVID numbers by 1,600%, concludes that health authorities violated the laws, uh, federal law, etc. Art Moore with the piece, WND.com. You're right as rain, lol. Yeah. So you think about that, 100% is like double, right? So 1,000% is like 10 times as much. And so this is 16 times more than it should be. So 
basically, if they said that 16 people died, then really only one person died. That's how bad they inflated the numbers. 1,600% means 16 to 1. So, you know, if they said 100, you know, 1,600 people died, and truth be told, really only 10 people died. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. Well, and another thing that the CDC did, um, by the way, is that they, they advised testers, PCR test um, uh, scientists or, you know, pathologists, whatever they are, interns, I don't know who, who runs these tests, runs the PCR test, but they decided to lower the cycle threshold from whatever it was, 45 or whatever, down to like 30. And, of course, you and I both know that can result in fewer positive tests because the higher the number, then the more likely it is you'll get a false positive. So now, instead of, you know, and I think they wanted to do this because they wanted to show that, oh, the vaccines are having them see what, it, what they're making such a nice difference, all these vaccines that people are, it's a, just a smoke and mirrors show, Sam. It is smoke and mirrors. Um, this, this so-called vaccine is basically hormone therapy or gene therapy. It, it's certainly not a vaccine. It doesn't keep you from contracting the disease. And um, so really it's illegal for the CDC to even call it a vaccine. So they're lying. Every, every time they open their mouth, Sam, I think they're lying. Well, and that's the problem is you can't trust anything they say. So we hear these death numbers. Now we find out the CDC inflates at 1,600%. We then find out Cuomo lied about the numbers and death. I mean, that was New York. It was ground zero. Everybody was dying left and right. Now we found out those numbers are fraudulent. Now we find out people are dying from the vaccines. Anybody who brings up death rates from the vaccines and or side effects from the vaccines is simply shut down in any social media or any ability to tell the tale. Uh, this is becoming serious. It's all based on the manipulated fake news lies they're telling, and no one's stopping them. So we've got to have an honest press to report the truth, and that's becoming so rare indeed. It's shocking. And uh, it underscores the importance of having honest people in your county uh, clerk's office, in your county coroner's office, in your county assessor's office. Where are the death certificates handled? Well, they're handled in, at the county. County level, right? So the county seat handles all that. So, you know, if you ever doubt the, the CDC's numbers, you should be able to contact the county, county, uh, I don't know if it's county clerk, but county, I don't know, coroner's office, if, if he's the guy. I don't know where these records are stored. I was called the county clerk. But uh, you should be able to contact the county clerk in all 29 counties in the state of Utah, come up with accurate death numbers. And I bet, I bet that the CDC's numbers for Utah or the Worldometer numbers for Utah are vastly overstated. Just my guess. I don't know how to respond to this. The lies are just epic and everywhere. And, and I guess I'm saying that part of this radio program's mission is to expose the lies. That's why we call it news the networks refuse to use. How many networks are willing to say, hey, Cuomo faked the numbers and lied and got caught or admitted to it? How many people are willing to tell you the CDC uh, fudged the numbers um, 1,600%? Uh, how many people are willing to tell you uh, the things that we're talking about with regards to 
uh, the sham impeachment trial. How many people are willing to put all this together in a way that you realize it's just a big old lie straight from Satan designed to take away your liberty? Okay. How many people are willing to blatantly tell you that, huh? And I submit not to you many, that man. not many, lol. Not many. But thankfully, you do our Sam Liberty Roundtable uh, is uh, willing to stand boldly and talk about the truth. Expose these uh, these uh, liars. Um, I mean, we're to waste and you know wear out our lives in bringing to light the hidden things of darkness. And uh, the more we do that, then the more chance we have of, of saving the republic, restoring those freedoms we've lost, and preserving those that we still have, Sam. So hats off to Liberty Roundtable for all that you do, making this possible. We can talk about truth right here on Liberty Roundtable. What is it, six days a week, two hours every day, six days a week. Nothing but the truth. News that networks refuse to use right here on Liberty Roundtable, Sam. Wow. Now, I don't know where to go with this except for to encourage people to do the same things, lol. And it's kind of almost like a broken record, it feels like. I'm saying, hey, turn to God, turn to your family, understand the reality of your country. we got a constitutional republic. You can have that wonderful experiment that the founders gave their lives for if you can keep it. And you can keep it only based on it's meant for a moral and a religious people. And then I say we got to have transparency in elections and we've got to have real news telling folks the truth. Simple building blocks. I was thinking about writing a book about it. The problem is the book would be about a page long for the solutions, lol. <laughs> it doesn't take much. They're pretty simple, straightforward. I don't know. Everybody wants to build a new mousetrap, but I submit to you that all we got to do is restore the republic. And it's got to be done by good, honest, moral people who want accountability and transparency and people who are willing to live the truth and take actions to defend their liberties. It doesn't take a ton of work, but it takes enough of us to carry the heavy load. Greater numbers make heavy loads light is the point. Lowell, my friend, thank you so much, sir. Godspeed. We'll talk to you Monday. Okay. Thank you. There goes Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty, always doing a phenomenal job on your radio. Scott Bradley, the good doctor, next. This is Liberty Roundtable, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. It is a freedom-loving, faith-filled, fantastic Friday. We're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. If we say we're taking back America, they tell you we're violent. Tell them they're psychotic, would you please? We believe in restoration, not revolution. We can restore the republic because of the hard work that our founding fathers put in. They give their fortunes, their sacred honor, and more to the cause, even their very lives. And as a result, we don't need to go violent. We can use the peaceful checks and balances put in place by the founders on a vertical and a horizontal reality check. And, folks, that's what we want to do. Now, the question is, will they let us remain peaceful? That's really the ultimate question. The good doctor's in the house with me, Dr. Scott Bradley. 
His goal in Collegiate Series is called to preserve the nation. His website, newly revamped with videos galore, an opportunity to become a member and more, freedomsrisingsun.com. Check that out. It is incredible. Doctor, welcome back, my friend. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for the plug. We uh, we need all the friends we can get in this uh, restoration effort that we're putting. We, you know, a lot of times uh, people, you know, when when you've got a Republican Congress and a Republican president, it seems like the tendency, almost uh, a surism, <laughs> is is that the world will go back to sleep. But uh, when they're not that way, uh, sometimes we find people pay a little more attention, and I am. Sh- hoping now people are paying more attention my gracious last hour myself and Lowell nelson broke down senator lee forces the democrats to correct the record democrats make a big blunder over impeachment they literally took a woman's tweeted statement they changed the word calvary to cavalry and they manipulated the words on purpose she caught him at it you know a calvary uh, it relates to the place where Jesus was crucified. She wanted a prayer vigil, and they turned it to cavalry as if she was going to ride in with violence. And Well, they did it without even talking to her about it. They manipulated her statements and lied. And we know they did it on purpose because they even took the time to take her average Twitter account, which was not certified. It didn't have the blue check mark on it. But in the testimony where they put it up on video, it had a check mark. So somebody elevated her account without her even knowing. Um Anyway, all I can tell you is this is a manipulation. Jonathan Turley, they said he's all for these, uh, you know, uh, after the fact or whatever you want to call it, retroactive impeachments. He says, wait a minute. I might have talked about that 20 years plus ago. That's not recent at all. And to say so is a lie. So the Democrats are getting their heads handed to them when it comes to fake news. Did you hear, by the way, the Andrea Mitchell faux pas that she pulled against uh, Ted Cruz? No, let's um, well, it's kind of an interesting kind of scenario. You talk about, I mean, this twisting, this perverting, this not even being able to spell correctly for crying out loud. And you'd think Andrea Mitchell would would know better, and but but she was so quick to leap upon. Um, she she took a, a a Ted Cruz statement that he attributed to Shakespeare. It's out of Macbeth. It's one of the most famous lines in Macbeth. And Faulkner used it in a, a book that he wrote, and, and so she she handed him his head, she thought, by saying, you dummy. She really strongly, more eloquently said it than I just said. But at any rate... Wait a minute, uh, you said it more eloquently than she said, sir. Yeah, well, maybe so. <laughs> but at any rate, she... Uh, and then then the, the people in her camp piled on, calling the, the Cruz the soulless individual. You know, you don't have a soul if you don't know that that this was said, Faulkner, and also on and so forth. Well, this uh, one said, and it says volumes that his lack of soul, about his lack of soul. So anyway, it was a, it was a statement he quoted out of Shakespeare again, which Faulkner used, but um, but it, it was just astonishing that they're so, it's, it's a fire-ready aim kind of thing, you know. And, uh, and this thing, everything that's happening right now, the fire-ready aim, situation with the impeachment. The second impeachment that took about a nanosecond to run through the uh, House, but they've been pushing on it from day one, moment one. Well, they were even talking about this when he walked down the escalator, right? No, no question about that. Uh, And so this has been the intent from the beginning, and uh, and, uh, they've they've just, they're rabid. Uh, It's 
it's a frenzy, and uh, there's, there's no, no rhyme or reason to it. All right, we uh, even go to lies. Turns out that Cuomo aide admits they hid nursing home death data so the federal government wouldn't find out. They were scared, so they lied and got caught now. Also, a new study comes out and finds CDC inflated the COVID numbers by 1,600%, concludes that health authorities violated federal law. All right. The whole thing is a charade, a facade. It is a total scam. And, and, and you know, if you look at if 6% of the deaths can really be attributed, attributed to COVID, the fact of the matter is, I'm not so sure that that's even accurate. Because of all the other, I mean, if you add age and all those other things in there, if somebody's 96 years old and, and they die of COVID, well, they had one foot in the grave, and I'm not, I'm not diminishing their death, but honestly, we have fed this frenzy to the point. We have destroyed our economy. We have a huge number of suicides, domestic abuse. We have substance abuse. We have economic downfall of not only businesses, but individuals. We have homelessness. I mean, you can make the list go on and on and, and on. And I used they're to social. say they're doubling down, Doctor, but now they're tripling down. They're saying two masks aren't enough. Three is the charm, my friend. Well, and, and that's really amazing because Fauci and, and the CDC and the WHO and everybody initially came out, no, 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 masks, no, we don't, we don't, you don't need no masks. What's that line from? And then <laughs> Treasures of the Sierra Madre. <laughs> and the, and then they said, and then they got caught, and then now they say masks are valuable, and then they say, well, we just said you didn't need them because we didn't want everybody to take them away from the frontline health workers, and now we have to tell you the truth because we have enough masks, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they're just caught lying at every turn, and now we caught them in more lies, Doctor. Indeed, and, and, and the problem is the entire situation is based upon lies. So check I mean, out this they, interesting story. Check this out, okay? This is from USA Today, one of the biggest media rags in the country. And for weeks, the mainstream press said it was Trump supporters evil. They're violent by the thousands that were just crazy and they followed their insurrectionist leader da, da, da. now they're having the impeachment trial this has been going, this has been going on really since november when donald trump said hey the election's a fraud then the election fraud went to the riot capital fiasco and now no one's talking about the election fraud hardly but here's the point the mainstream press knows the truth and listen to this headline and then listen to the details of the story and then i want to talk about it i usually uh, you know Highlight the mainstream press articles, not because I agree with them, but because I want to point out their inconsistencies and their dishonesties. All right. Headline says, quote, what we've learned and why we'll still dig. What we've learned and why we'll still dig USA Today. Now, listen carefully to this big thing. 24 Texans have been arrested for their roles in the Capitol riot, the most of any state. Nationwide, the list of arrested people includes 180 men, 26 women, from 18 to 70 years old. We're investigating the rioters. That's fine. I think they should. Residents of 40 states and the District of Columbia have been arrested. Texas leads the way, followed by New York, 17, Pennsylvania, 17, Florida, 16. Per capita, the states with the people that are the most arrested are Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. We've been tracking the Capitol mob since the January 6th riots. 
And we're building a database that you can search by name or state. We're including those arrested on charges federal prosecutors have filed since the riot. And those arrested by Capitol Police and Washington, D.C. Police, Metro Police, for entering the Capitol, destroying property, and or committing acts of violence. We're not tracking lower-level infractions such as uh, curfew violations, etc. Rioters fought their way through fencing, police lines. They beat police officers with flagpoles or their own shields or other instruments. They swarmed hallways hunting lawmakers. Some of the lawmakers came within moments of even being caught. In all 125 Capitol Police, officers were physically assaulted and more than 70 were injured. Five people died. Our mission was to identify the rioters and make sure they were held responsible. I like that idea. Senate investigator Doug Caruso said, would they be found, charged, held accountable for their actions? And so we started to compile as many people as we could. On January 7th, the day after the riot, we published our first compilation of those involved. A smiling man walking out with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's um, podium. A man armed with zip ties, often used for handcuffs. The smug rider with his feet on Pelosi's desk. Soon after the arrests started, with newsrooms across the country. Local journalists were there, and our journalists were there to report it all in real time. From P- Phoenix, Arizona to Lebanon, Maine. While they may be arraigned in a courthouse in Louisville, Kentucky, Columbus, Ohio, etc., they'll be tried in Washington, D.C., Caruso said. As the cases begin, these two journalist reporter, reporters are saying rioters are increasingly defending themselves by saying they were following the commander-in-chief But beyond who the rioters are, we want to know who or what connects them. So we started doing backgrounds in each of them. Looked into their social media accounts, their court records, financial documents, etc. We also wanted to find out about any criminal history for these rioters. I've been surprised, they say, at the results. I'll brief you on those in a minute. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, and will this information make it to the impeachment trial? Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205 672 2000. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. What we've learned and why we'll still dig, says USA Today. I find this article from USA Today completely dishonest. So they talk about this big old long thing they're going through about how they discovered who was who. They've been reporting on it. They're creating this massive, massive database, ladies and gentlemen. And they say that I've been surprised at the wide diversity of characters. Literally from so many walks of life, they say. Okay, true enough. I agree. We've been saying that from the very start. Even in Charlottesville, Donald Trump said there's bad guys on both sides. Amen to that reality check that he got slaughtered for. But now they're admitting it in USA Today. Now listen carefully. Said investigative reporter Dinah Foyles Pulver. We found a mix of Trump supporters. Fine, I'm sure that's true. Most were not violent. A few were. QAnon followers. Well, I'm sure some of them were violent. A lot of QAnon believers and followers were not violent. Evangelical Christians. I'm sure that's true. White nationalists. I'm sure there was some white nationalists there, although I don't know what one of those really are. And then they say this because they don't want to name Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and some of the other groups. So here's what they say. And members of far right and anti-government groups. That's the line to bury the other side, the liberals, the uh, communists, the socialists, the whoever in the, uh, you know, just bury it by wordsmithing it. They say it was a toxic brew of conspiracy theorists. Those conspiracy theorists who thought that Donald Trump would never leave peacefully. Those conspiracy theorists who, okay. Eight enrollment, an attorney who helped prosecute the Omaha, Oklahoma City bombing Timothy McVeigh situation, told them that more than a half dozen members of the Proud Boys, an extremist group with ties to white nationalists, were caught. Their leaders were there. Five more people were arrested on conspiracy charges that were with the white boys or the proud boys. Now, here's the interesting part. Everybody has condemned the proud boys. Even Donald Trump said, stand back, get away. We don't believe in what you say or do. But you know what? That's where you get it. Now, at least a dozen police officers or first responders were arrested or are facing disciplinary action for their roles on January the 6th. All right. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has also been ordered to look into the military ranks and uh, look into the policies about extremism, saying, hey, there were military people there. And they say this, while more than 200 people have been charged, more than 500 suspects have been identified by federal authorities. It really seems to be almost like two different groups. 
said Emily Lacaz, an investigative reporter. There's the hardcore groups like the Proud Boys, the military, and others, the police officers who are highly organized. They went into this, knowing into this, that's what they were going to do. They don't tell you how many are in that, those ranks, by the way. And then you've got the other group, which are good, honest people, teachers, firefighters, you know, people have sort of got sucked up in this lie, went to Washington because they wanted to be at the rally, and they got sucked into the Capitol situation. But then they say one big connection. The majority of those arrested so far posted their involvement on social media. They basically incriminated themselves by taking selfies. Law enforcement officers are now scouring Twitter, Twitter and other accounts as far back as November to gather more evidence. FBI officials said that they're reviewing more than 200,000 pieces of digital data. One of the basics of journalism, ladies and gentlemen, hold wrongdoers accountable. They say we will, but we're going beyond that and using the data to try to identify what motivated this mob. What got these people to come together in this moment in this way? Because if it can happen on January 6th, it can happen anytime, anywhere. Democracy is fragile inherently, they say. This raises a whole host of questions. So yes, we'll hold those responsible. Now, in my opinion, a big article that literally covers up the left-wing involvement, but blatantly admits it as well. They said they're surprised at what kind of all walks of life were there. And then they name all the different groups that are kind of Trumpish, if you will. But then they say, and other anti-government groups, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't really focus on that. But we know over the summer and for literally months, the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all these other groups have been riding all across the country, destroying private property, creating violence everywhere and everything else. And they give them a pass in this article. But at the same time, they admit that it wasn't just Trump supporters at all. And that's what I want to draw attention to. They know the truth. Dr. Bradley? Well, the, the anti-government things are assuming that you're going to assume that that's uh, right-wingers that are trying to overthrow the government. But there's an interesting article in the New American Magazine, Seaman Schaubert, it's titled, Who Were the Vandals? And then it's a brief article, for, uh, shorter than, than the, uh, the uh, one that you're quoting from. But, but it's very interesting to me that uh, there's evidence he break, points out of Antifa, another leftist instigation. They bring it out and point that out in there. Uh, the the uh, poster child that he, he points out is this guy that wears the, he's a shamanic kind of practitioner that has his face paint and his fur headdress from the horns and everything like that. That guy has been a, a regular at all sorts of events, including events and the uh, Greenpeace kind of things. And uh, he doesn't specifically mention Greenpeace. He's a change kind of protest. You know? uh, there's uh, these uh, ones that uh, uh, the guy with the cape and a ballistic vest. He's he's not only a registered Democrat; he's the son of a New York judge. I mean, there's a guy uh, that he mentions, uh, uh, John Earl Sullivan, a frequent flyer at BLM and Antifa events. He posed as a Trump supporter and a journalist in the D.C. march. Uh, this he, he you know kind of had a veneer of a passive observer, but but. The, it's he agitated the crowd. I mean, so this kind of stuff. I think the euphemistic terms that that the article you've quoted is is very disingenuous, in that it's attempting to focus it on the anti-government side and the uh, people that are, you know, redneck, right wing, whatever they want. But the fact is, this is a broad brush of people that were there to cause trouble 
In general, the people were not, and certainly Trump did not incite a riot and insurrection and all that kind of stuff. You know, when I was a kid, my dad, well, I started shooting when I was four years old, and I, I have been shooting my entire life. But my dad was almost deaf on letting me have a hand. I think I got my first one when I was 14 years old. But the, the, the problem is, he said, you know, it's, it, it, you know, you, you have a tendency to be able to point it and accidentally discharge it without having good, you know, sight pitches. So anyway, I've done the fire ready aim thing on a quick draw and they were back of their leg or something like that because they pulled the trigger when there was no ready and aim. Okay. Well, that's what the media is doing now with everything. Fire, ready, aim. It's a poorly aimed everything, but trying to put a spin on it using euphemistic terms and incorrect terms. I mean, they either misspell, they mispronounce to the point that, that they leave an impression with people that they know are not going to check their bets. They are not going to vet their words. Um, I've got a a term I, I use all the time, I've said it on the air with you before, distrust until verified. And that's what America has got to start doing with everything in this lame brain media that we're, we're traveling with nowadays. Now, if you they folks want to be- research the truth on this, Dr. Bradley, what I recommend is reading the two articles that you and I are talking about here. All right? The first article is in USA Today, Mainstream Rag. What we've learned and why we'll still dig USA Today. And they literally tell you they're taking names and you know, prosecuting and want accountability, but then they literally cover up who really caused the riot. The next one, who were the vandals? C. Mitchell Shaw, thenewamerican.com. And you dig into that article and he provides names and places and people and everybody else about who the vandals were, explaining that, you know what? Antifa was behind the violence. All right? It's impossible to ignore this. Those who ignore it are either intellectually dishonest they're basically buried under a rock is the point. This is where things went sideways. And then they talked about um, evidence of Antifa and other leftist instigations are legion in the history. But the left is easily documented and they're part of the violence in the Capitol riots. For instance, one poster child for the insurrection is Jake and Jelly. And then they go on and explain Jake's involvement. He has direct ties to leftist groups and events. All right. He marched with climate strikes around the world. So you got a bunch of environmentalists tied to Greta Thunberg. You've got all kinds of uh, people. They talk about another guy, Aaron Mostalski. I think that's how you say the name. He wore fur at the march, although it was in the form of a cape-like wrap. He wore a ballistic vest. He's not only a registered Democrat, but a son of a New York judge. Okay, this is the kind of people we're talking about. That other article doesn't mention any of these kind of reality checks. None. I highlight these two articles to really give you, you better pay attention to the news from the right perspective, folks, or you get flat out lied to. Dr. Bradley with me. Hang tight. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden has ended the emergency order used by President Trump to justify construction of the wall on the U.S. border with Mexico. Quote, I have determined that the declaration of a national emergency at the southwest border was unwarranted. End quote. That's what Biden said in a letter sent Thursday to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and Vice President Kamala Harris in her role as President of the Senate. At least five people were killed Thursday in a massive crash involving up to 100 vehicles on Interstate 35 near downtown Fort Worth, Texas. The number of injured was still unknown as police were still addressing the mass casualty event. The Biden administration guidelines for reopening schools is expected to include recommendations for phased reopening based on rates of community transmission. The phased approach for reopening is broken down into four color-coded zones. The report does not stipulate the rates of community spread that determine who qualifies for each zone. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. A single COVID-19 death will give researchers invaluable information. USA Radio News' Tim Berg reports. For 154 days last year, a man was in and out of Boston hospitals fighting a losing battle with COVID-19. He did not survive, but researchers say his rare case could help them better understand how the virus mutates. The man whose identity was not released was first diagnosed in the spring of 2020. Dr. Jonathan Lee is an infectious disease specialist at Harvard Medical School. This particular case is, in retrospect, a harbinger of uh, what was to come. And I think that it just goes to show that we need to do a better job of monitoring the spread of these variants and that only by looking for these variants will we be able to detect it. And that it's something that I think we haven't done as well up to now. That audio, courtesy of CBS News, from the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. We are USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Dr. Bradley, it's vitally important that we focus on news from sources that matter, sir. This is something that I really think is becoming more and more critical as time goes on. The narrative between the two could not be of greater contrast, sir. Hold on just a second. I didn't press the right button, and you're not up. I apologize. I don't know why. Now go, sir. Okay. Sorry the big problem, uh, one of the big problems, I, I can't isolate one single problem. We have a plethora of issues, uh, a target-rich environment, I guess you might call it, that are causing issues. But one of those issues is the fact that there are more and more limited sources of alternative choices. 
and uh, there it's it's a it's an absolute pandemic, if you will, to use the term that's popular today, to censor those that have an alternative position. I mean, you can have credentialed, intelligent, articulate, highly qualified individuals that are speaking about some issue, and they're being completely cut off. If you say anything that's different, it's not just a narrative, it's a script. If it's different than the script they're pushing, whether it's on the uh, impeachment or it's on the uh, the vicious nature of this virus that's going through or democracy or whatever, you're going to find that very likely you're not going to get to your audience. An, an audience that has opted in, if you will, with you, that has said, I, I want this person's uh, input. I would like to hear it. And again, we've talked about this show many times before. The fact that the First Amendment, and unless we don't need to go through all of them, but let all of the, the uh, rights, the God rights that are meant in it, but press and the, and the speech issues have nothing to do with uh, lewd speech or, or uh, some kind of vulgar or anything else like that. It had everything to do with political speech, and, and that was what they were attempting, to keep allowed without any blowback. But what's happening is that the political speech is being silenced to the point that there is only one speech. You have uh, lame-brain uh, newsreaders that are basically reading a script they've been handed by Big Pharma or by some big promoter. And, and honestly, if you get to the bottom of it, you look at who's sponsoring so many of the big news programs, and you, you follow the money, and you come to find out, wait, wait, wait. You look at where the money's going into Congress. Uh, for example, pharma pays twice as much into the Congress, you know, into our political process than big oil. And it's like was pointed out the other day to me, you know, we go to war in the Middle East over oil. But these guys, uh, the big pharma guys, are they're doubling their lobbying fees of what big oil is spending in Congress, and and they're doing it quietly behind the scenes, and the people in Congress, the people in government positions, are in a position to not just you know skew the narrative, they are promoting the script. And so uh, there, the, this freedom of speech thing, freedom of the press, it, it's getting to be an endangered species. That's what I'm a little worried about. And you know, they talk about, oh, we can't let the dodo bird go by the wayside. Well, <laughs> we're letting the truth go by the wayside, and we're, we're all we all need to pay a lot more attention to that and, and make an effort on this thing. I I think people have become addicted to their social media accounts, and, and and then when somebody that's, you know, got a different narrative than what the mainstream is gets cut off, they continue to use their social media account. I wish we'd all cut our, our tie to those things because they're so blatantly and unequivocally biased towards a certain outcome, and that outcome will destroy the United States of America. So a lot of talk show hosts hosts will speak out, Dr. Bradley, and say, hey, our country's uh, going to heck in a handbasket and da-da-da-da-da. But very few will expose the big lie and then point to the real problems and the real solutions. So Ron Paul sent me an email that said, reset to what? There's so much talk lately about the great reset. Well, they talk about a global currency reset. They talk about a reset in, in political issues and so on. My position, I, and I kind of, as much as I've loved Ron Paul over the years, 
you know, uh, his revolution thing that he did a few years ago back, and he turned it into love and all that kind of stuff. And I have, have always, 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 and I told his people when I was close to the campaign, it's not a revolution, it's a restoration. And, and that's the thing. I'm doing a presentation tomorrow night in Idaho, um, and I'm going to start off with a theme about we know our back trail. We do not have to recreate the uh, the wheel or the path or anything like that. It's well known. It's well understood. It's easily understood. If someone as simple-minded as I can grasp this and be thrilled about it, every American can can do it. I'm confident. And and we need to do a restoration of original foundation of this nation. It will restore everything that made this nation the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous, most respected nation on earth. And and everything that has happened... This morning my wife was talking to me and she said, there's an ill wind. It is. There's an ill wind that's blowing in the land now. And and there's an ill wind. We can use it to good effect. We will turn our hearts back to the foundation. You know, of course, there's a godly foundation, there's a moral foundation, there's a virtuous foundation. Those are primary in principle to begin with. This idea of justice and uh, the separation and, and controlling of abuse of power and all those kind of things, that's foundational. That's fundamental to what the Founding Fathers did in this nation. And, and so we don't have to have a revolution. But they're attempting to make a revolution. It's a communist, Marxist revolution. It's based upon the principles that Marx canonized, if you will, in his uh, manifesto. And and truly, it's based upon conflict about uh, factions fighting against factions and ultimately undermining and, and so much turmoil and disruption that that some organization that's already got a pre-planned output comes to this and says, hey, let me save you. Let me save you. We've got a plan. And it, it's tyranny in every case. And, and if we were wise, we would return to the original foundation and we'd stop this. I mean, I look at, for example, Mitt Romney, and, and this may sound divergent from what we're talking about, but he's just put out this big deal about redistributing wealth for child care. You know, Mitt Romney was in Massachusetts. He was the governor there. He's not the conservative senator from Utah that some have tried to paint him to be. You don't win in Massachusetts and be their governor and have a conservative bone in your body. I mean, he's the guy that started the Obamacare uh, movement by starting in Massachusetts. He was the governor that declared same-sex marriage by an executive order, first one in the nation. And, and so now he's, he's returning to this thing about redistributing our wealth through child care. And it, it's a blatant violation of everything Americanist. The general wealth does not, talking in the uh, preamble of the Constitution in Article 1, Section 8, when you say general welfare, that has nothing to do with redistribution of wealth. It has everything to do with stability and predictability and good government, where we don't have unpredictable things like economic collapse and, and uh, disruption because of lack of justice and foreign affairs that, that unravel us. Well, no, we've got a good, solid government that is watching out for those things like it should be, and we're not redistributing wealth. But everything that's happening is going the wrong direction. 
And and when you have people like a Mitt Romney that's touting this as the way or the fifteen dollar an hour um, minimum wage that they're trying to push through with this reconciliation bill and the COVID relief package, holy Hannah! I mean, they're, you're interfering. In fact, back in the nineteen twenties, when they tried to establish a, uh, it was almost hundred years ago. In fact, a, a federal minimum wage. It was deflected by the people because. They said it, it violated the Constitution and it interfered with the right of contract, you know, Article 1, Section 10, where states and the government can't interfere with the right of contract. You're, you can't do it. But now we're just, every single thing that's brought forth is falsely based on a principle that will take us away from the original foundation. Uh, pick, pick a subject, any subject, and foundation. And, and even churches, I think, are faulty. When churches get promoting the idea of let's worship um, the false gods we've now picked, whether they're scientists or physicians or politicians or big pharma or whatever, when they're worshiping false gods at the exclusion of turning people to faith in the God, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what do we do? Every single person seems to have lost their sanity, and, and uh, except for me and thee, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's hard. It's hard, but we've got to awaken the people and say, we know the path. We can go back. We don't have to follow this, this new destructive Marxist approach to things. Ladies and gentlemen, so. courage is contagious. Let's talk about that in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour, and it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. You know, I parked my car and I went inside. And they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people were like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it. 
because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> a public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Freedomsrisingsun.com is website. We're talking about the lies going on in the earth, ladies and gentlemen. There's an ill wind in the land. I believe Satan's raging in the hearts of men. Solution, ladies and gentlemen, let's turn our hearts to God, family, and country. Now, I say courage is contagious. Believe it or not, sadly, that was a book written by John Kasich. Uh, courage is contagious. So we don't want to get mixed up in that kind of courage uh, that he has. Nevertheless, we start to see this. Um, there's very few really willing to stand up for the republic, Dr. Bradley. There's very few people who even have the understanding to do so is my biggest concern. Well, you know, it it, it really comes down to we the people. And and honestly, and I I know it comes up so often when you're talking to me, but our education system has been designed by design. It's a, it's a national religion, de facto. It's a faith-based system based upon the humanist religion, and it violates the First Amendment because we have a state-sponsored, state-paid-for, taxpayer-paid-for religion, and, and it is socialist in its nature. I mean, everything from, you know, the social democracy it's promoting to the promiscuity and the sexual issues and, uh, you know, the gender-bender kind of things, the Darwinistic perspective, the lack of a creator, everything that's taught in our education system. And we have deflected the entire Americanist philosophy that made this Amer this land what we started out as when, when it was a faith-based kind of thing, and it wasn't a government program. I mean, that came in a lot later where individuals and families paid for their education, supported it, they got what they paid for, instead of an agendized kind of outcome. But that's why we, the people, in general, do not have a clue of the difference between democracy and a republic, for example. They don't know why the, the Electoral College is the one of the miracles of the Constitution. It isn't the only one. I mean, there's, there's multiple ones, obviously. And why it had, it was probably the only issue in the Constitution that didn't have counterpoints that, uh, between the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist. Why there's such a movement today to get rid of our, our uh, Electoral College. Every single step of the way, we have dumbed our people down, and I know you get so sick and tired of hearing that all the time, but it's an absolute fact. It's a it's a truism that we can't get away from. It's time for people to get their kids out of the indoctrination centers and think what they're learning now. Fear, doubt, compliance. They're zombies. They're masked bandits that are walking with their arms out like, you know, some kind of zombie in a, in a daze of some sort because they can't get within each other, a, a range of each other. Every single thing that we're doing, and we say, oh, we've got to get the kids back in school. No, we don't. Get them out of school. <laughs> Bring them into your home. Teach them as the good shepherd. I mean, God gave every single adult that has a family, uh, a, they, he gave them a charge. Raise these children up unto me. I mean, and, and that is where we have, one of the reasons and one of the ways that we have abrogated our, our divine responsibility. We turn them over to hirelings every day. 
you know, I, I'll tell you, and, and without going into the whole program of, of how I came to these numbers, I uh, teaching Sunday school, I, I asked the kid to... Uh-oh, you're breaking up a little bit, Doctor. Hopefully we can have you stand on a stump. Okay, am I, am I here? Am I yeah, back? You're back, what? sir. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, I talked to the kids. How many hours a week do you put into your public education? And I got anything from 40 hours a week to 70, and I think some of the, they're a little bit skewed either way. But So I says, okay, let's take 45 hours. In the time that we were, in a week, in the time that I had been assigned to teach these young people in Sunday school, I had 17 hours in a year to teach them. And they get average, let's say, 45 hours a week. So one-third of what they get in a week, I get in a year to help them know the eternal principles, the doctrines of salvation that will lift and elevate and bless their lives and their souls and help not only make them better people, but their future families and, and the country. We have skewed this into a position where we are teaching false doctrines and if you haven't read the Humanist Manifestos, they're little tiny, tiny documents. You can read Humanist Manifesto 1, 2, and 3 in probably less than an hour, okay? And and just read them and tell me you don't see that, how they're getting these gender-bender problems, how we've come to these ideas of social democracies, redistribution of wealth, health care for all, throwing out our nation. They they, they abhor national perspectives, on a, a global government on everything. This entire program that we've immersed our children in has turned us from God. I mean, the, the Darwinistic perspective of, oh, we're just highly evolved animals, and it's like, okay, so if we start acting like animals, I guess that's to be expected. No. They teach euphemistic things like solutions to pregnancies. Well, what is that? That's from the baby before it's born. The idea of proclivity sexually that you can explore with. And it's too prudish to not do that. Holy Hannah, what are we thinking, people? And and uh, and we fund them. It's probably the largest street in the world is the American education system. Amen to that. And it's going to get Holy worse, cow. ladies and gentlemen, as they try to bring kids back to school. They kind of miscalculated a little bit when they put everybody home because the homeschool movement is, is um, really, really growing right now as people realize they can teach their own children and how what kind of a disaster the government schools are. Parents are realizing, wait a minute, my kid's doing what? Uh, and it goes on and on and on and on from Black History Month, a dishonesty, all the way through to sex ed perversion, uh, through communist and socialist agendas and more. But I believe that the fraud of climate change will be their big push under Joe Biden. Write this down and remember who told you first. The fraud of climate change will be the big push under Joe Biden. It'll be the drive for control. The American Policy Center, Tom DeWeese and others, AmericanPolicy.org has the details. Man-made climate change is being used as the catalyst for tall tales of melting ice caps, drowning polar bears, and flooded islands. It's even being blamed for a rise in wars and poverty in the name of, quote, climate change. There's a drive to destroy free markets and the very concept of limited governments, private property, and individual liberty. 
We're told that we must all sacrifice and give up our selfish lifestyles as we are required to live on less. Why? To save the planet. And above all, we are warned not to question of any of this. Look, folks, the science is settled. The debate's over. Stop talking about it. We must act now. That's really going to be their big push under Biden, in my opinion. After a lot of these uh, issues settle down with the COVID and uh, the impeachment and all this kind of stuff, vote fraud, as true as it is, will be left in the rearview mirror, and climate change will be their big push. Well, here's what's really interesting. One of the great truisms of mortality is climate change. It changes. It changes. We've been sitting here. I've been watching the, the climate change outside know, my it's window. It's getting warmer <laughs> as the morning progresses, huh? Can you imagine? But here's the deal. I, you know, I'm old enough to remember when, when the, the next ice age was coming, and we're all going to die. Oh, ain't it awful? I mean, oh, my goodness, we're going to be, you know, in New York, all this kind of stuff. And we, we evolved away from that. We went into, oh, um, but then they had Rachel Carson's thing with the, um, you know, the Silent Spring and all that kind of stuff. But, but then you get into the climate warming, and they found out that really wasn't happening. It seemed to be a trend for a while, but then it really didn't happen, and it's actually been cooling in recent years, if you take a, a holistic perspective across the whole world. And so they turned it to climate change. And so, I mean, if it changed from rain to snow, it changed. If you had it, I mean, you, know, you look at the, the clouds going by, something's changing. The fact of the matter is, is the morons that we are now, because we have decided we want to believe anything the lame brain media and the uh, the false gods we worship are telling us, that, that they can manipulate it anyway. And if you, if you can say climate, well, what doesn't that affect? What is not affected? I mean, that's like the air you breathe. It's the water you drink. It's, it's every single, it's how you heat your home, how you cool your home, how you travel. It's everything. It will be a complete, complete embracing of power over every aspect of our lives. And remember back in the Obama uh, years, the early ones, remember when they, when they uh, ramrodded through the, the climate issues and the, uh, the carbon credits and all that kind of stuff? I mean, it went through cyclonic power because of this. I, I agree with you. This is going to be a big push. But there's every aspect. Again, it's an ill wind in every aspect of our lives. And, uh, and climate incorporates them all. And so, yeah, I think there's a very good chance we're going to see this as a central theme of everything that uh, somehow they can tie it back to climate change. It sounds so scary. I don't know if I can. i got to go back to bed and pull the covers over my head. <laughs> Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that Dr. Bradley's wife is right. There is an ill wind on the land. And the only way we can combat the ill wind on the land, in my opinion, the solution, folks, is to turn to God, family, and country and to realize that we must take courage. We must do something about it. Solution, let's turn our hearts to God, family, and country. All right? We need to get this done. This is not something that we can be faint-hearted about, folks. All right? The debate is over. There are people in the land who want to destroy this country. And you may have not agreed with us before because you think, oh, you know what's so gentle out there? Let's watch the Super Bowl. But now that they've literally unleashed COVID, here's my opinion, Dr. Bradley. Take this for what, uh, and respond to this. 
I'm convinced what they were doing is they were doing so well at promoting socialism that they didn't need any disruptions. Just let it peacefully roll along. It's like a train rolling through the green hills, just slowly rolling along, and it's so peaceful. They didn't care. They were headed in the right direction. And Americans started to wake up, Trump and many others. And we started to take back our America, our America via the Internet, via peaceful means, via the ballot box, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, then they realized that they're going to have to do something drastic. And the peaceful means and the polite, gentle, lulling us to carnal security sleep didn't work. So then they bursted the COVID on us. And I believe they'll go to any lengths for their tyranny. And on one hand, the more we stand up, the more they're going to push for this. And I'm convinced that, 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 that we'll never be able to return because they know now that they cannot get their tyranny uh, by their gentle means. It'll only take them so far. And now they realize they've got to create sickness and war and destruction and financial upheaval. Um, and they've got to make Americans cower, reject faith for fear in order to win. And the gloves are off now, sir. Your quick final thoughts. Well, someday we're going to have to talk about Antonio Gramsci and his effort to slice at a time communism. And, and I think we're at a point where his slice at a time has come along. And as has been said, they're going to have to run naked to the uh, finish line because they are going to have to, as you say, take the gloves off. They are absolutely going to put be in a full court press. And, and we can't go back to sleep. You can't say, oh, well, we'll fix it next time around. Americans have got to be engaged. They've got to be committed. And turning to God is the very first thing we've got to do or else we're all lost. We're, we're sad puppies. The Founding and, Fathers said this nation is only for immoral people, ladies and gentlemen. You have a republic if you can keep it. You've got to get engaged. You've got to remain peaceful. And you've got to promote God, family, and country. God save the Republic of the United States of America.